0: Hello, and welcome to the year of Share, twenty twenty three. And now let's go balls deep. And meet this week's presenters. Welcome to episode 5 of the Year of Shame Challenge. I'm Cy Stevens, your host for this month. Joining me this time is the Welsh rarebit, Gav McPherson. How are doing you doing, right? The haggis killer, Ross Greave. Good evening. And finally, the naked attraction, Jay Stokes. But he may be joining us a little bit later on, because he's currently preoccupied with a dinner meet with some bloke he called Scoff. Anyway, so let's kick it off, guys. How are we and what have we been up to? Yeah, not
1: too bad this month, not too bad. A few things happening, getting through it. How are you, Ross? Eh, yeah,
2: all good. Absolutely stinking of a hangover, which is great for a bank holiday weekend. Um, I actually went and seen the uh, no, top top band in Scotland last night, which was the Foo Fifers. That's not a that's not a mis-saying. Um, basically, Foo Fighters, if you got them from Poundland, slash com, But, you know, it was uh, actually a really good night. Got far too drunk, ate far too much, and I'm paying for it today. So, yeah, typical uh, Typical for a bank holiday. Well, what about nice. you, Si? <laughs>
0: and, oh, very little. Um, I'm recovering from a... Uh weekend trip to Edinburgh as the wife and daughter went to see Harry Styles and me and my boy went on a arcadey, bowling, food jolly round Edinburgh. So, yeah, I'm um, pretty fresh. Looking forward to uh, the extra day off. But other than that, yeah, all good. Looking to play some games. Anyway, I think we should kick it off looking at the amount of questions we got this month. I think we should kick it off with a couple of them. And Toby James has asked that. Well, he stated that he's just bought Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic again today on two formats because obviously one's not good enough. He's got two hands and two eyes uh, because no Star Wars game has grabbed me like that one. Uh, and he gets Jedi Survivor tomorrow for free not sure how he's doing that but we would welcome any of that information uh but his question is which spin-off game comic movie tv book in your pals are you most looking forward to and why i'll throw it over to you guys to start with oh probably one of the assassin's
1: creed games as i said i've not played any of them so i'm looking to uh crack on with some of them um But yeah, at some point I need to get one of them done, and I think it may be fairly soon, I think.
0: Does that count as a spin-off? Yeah, they made a film of it, didn't they? (laughs) I think they made the film because of the game.
1: Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) There's some sort of order to it.
0: That's not more of a spin-off. That was more of a spin-on, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I'll do. What about you, Russ? Uh, To Tobias, I've...
2: I've had Spider-Man sat on the, the PS4 for a long time now, um, and I really should get around to playing it. So, yeah, I'm going to say Spider-Man. Um, and, I mean, I am a massive Marvel fan, so it should have been played by now, and I don't really know why it's not. So, yeah, what, what about you?
0: Uh, I think I'll probably go for... I've got the three Vader Immortal episodes on the quest. I think they were given because free when you bought the Quest or you got them super cheap. One of the two. Um, But yeah, they've sat on there the whole time. I've never really put as much time into the Quest as I should have done. I tend to spend more time modding Beat Saber tracks into it for the kids more than I do actually playing the games. But I started playing a couple of, of Quest games this month, so I think maybe I might dip in to Vader or Immortal at some point in the next few weeks. Nice. Uh, as we have got quite a few of them as I say we'll uh, have another one our last one of Dave's questions because he's managed to navigate all the milk bottles. Uh, he's asking what's an obscure game you were into that you're sure not many others will have played?
2: I mean, I've, I've, I've had to think um, I, there's nothing really that obscure that I can think of other than uh, there was a game that was uh, wasn't even released on the Playstation because um, I'm sure it was like a hookie copy it was this thing called Thrill Kill it was like a, a four player arena brawler type thing um, and pretty much my first introduction to, to that level of violence in a game where you had a guy that could rip his arm off and beat another guy with it Nice.
0: um,
2: but yeah, I, d- I don't think it ever ever made it like to actual release. So it was very much um you know like off a market stall type thing with a uh, a magic PlayStation, shall we say? i'm sure I'm sure Dave will have heard of it. It's just the kind of thing
0: that I think Dave would would know about. Nah, you know yeah, there's going to it, there? there's be a link to it on Facebook in about a few days' time now, just so we oh, I found this. Yeah, if, if, if you've still got a copy, Dave, uh, hook me up, because it's been a while. What about you, Gav? Anything obscure in that collection of yours?
1: For me, it was a game I think I started playing back when you could rent games from Blockbuster, if you remember. And um, I rented one on the PlayStation called Star Wars Masters of Terracassi. And I think then I had a, um, a, how can I put it, a PlayStation that played less than authentic games on recordable CDs.
2: There's a theme here, isn't there?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that sort of PlayStation eventually died, and so did the copy I had of that game, but about 10 years ago when I managed to get an, an old PS1 going, I found a copy on um, eBay. So I managed to bid on it and play that. and i still got it, it still works. But it, it's an awesome, it's basically sort of Star Wars meets Tekken. Nice.
2: So yeah, you can put a check on that obscure game.
0: <laughs> I don't really have any obscure games. Um, one... I can think of it as probably was back on the Amiga CD32. And I call it obscure because not, I don't think many people had the Amiga CD32. Um, and it was... I'm trying to think what the name of it was. It was basically you were like a, a film editor who had like his films stolen from him before he, the film was premiered. It was just a side-scrolling platformer. But yeah, I sunk quite a few hours into that. But I think that was more to do with the fact that I didn't have a lot of games for the CD32. um, And I just made do with crap at times. Premiere. That was the name of it. Premiere. Okay, let's move on away from our questions for a little bit. And let's have a look at some pile progress. How are you boys doing? Uh... Are you actually making any inroads on your piles or are they just still sitting there gathering dust or digital dust at the moment? Dev? Making some progress, mate. Um,
1: My wife started a new job, so getting time on games is uh, a a bit of an issue. Um, But usually Tuesday I'm I'm sort of gaming with uh, Dave Southall and doesn't make Gaz. And we're working our way still through um, Dying Light 2. That's a really, really big game. So we're going to be on that for a little while. It it does get a lot better, mind. I found it at first I wasn't sure whether I wanted to sink that much time into it. It was a bit of a chore, but as you get the skill tree going it becomes a much better game. So yeah, there's that. Um, Still playing through a little bit of um, Modern Warfare 2 and uh, as I said last month, I'm still playing through the story on uh, the line as well. That's uh, that's still quite fun. Um other than that, that's about it this month. Apart from I'll just uh wait for the Klaxon to arrive, but uh I may have some news. There is news. There is. I may have used the joker. <laughs> Yay!
0: Uh... Someone's pulled. A game. We've got it it again, boys.
1: It wasn't going to be Ross. That was going to be the first to break, was it? It was going to be me, and it's no surprise. It's the game that I was wondering about when that was uh, announced. After I'd agreed to do uh, the podcast, I thought I may struggle with, and it was it. It, it was absolutely the fear of missing out, and it, it was uh, Jedi Survivor. And it, it, was in, it was installed on the Xbox, and I said my wife started a new job, so she's uh, away a couple of nights a week. Um, kids were in bed, and I thought, I want something to do, and I want something to think, so fuck it, I've got a couple of hours, I'm going to play it. I didn't think there was going to be anything else that would really cause me too much of an issue the rest of the year, so I thought this has got to be it and I waited I saw the reviews and the reviews are all glowing about it and
2: uh,
1: yeah I I just thought otherwise I'm going to end up seeing stuff on social media or people talking about the story and I didn't want that so How long a game is it? It's going to be a while mate I was playing through about an hour and a half and I didn't get off the first planet so uh, yeah
0: I, I think I'll keep I, you going for the rest of the year.
1: I probably will, the way I play games, mate. And it does have the same um, swear inducing jumping model on it that, uh, <laughs> you know, your stamina <laughs> just dies just before that one platform. And
2: yeah. So, but overall, how how you find that? Do you, do you say it's a worth, worthwhile Joker? It's Any regrets? Like
1: It's fucking awesome, mate. It's brilliant. The gameplay is great. It plays just as well as the previous one. It just looks nicer and crisper. And, you know, it's not a spoiler, but the first you start off on Corsant and the way that you see stuff moving around you and the sort of, you know, the vertigo inducing views, it's all there. It looks brilliant. I can't, you know, recommend that game highly enough.
0: Let's hope it's not just a honeymoon period and you don't turn into another black desert online.
1: (laughs) So so now I've used my uh, joker. It's up to you guys now. You're free. You're not the first one to buckle,
0: so you've got free reign. Excellent. I'm off to buy fucking Disney go-karting. Is that all free? I think it's it's going to be free, in it? It's going to be like Dreamlight, isn't it? It's going to be free to hook you in and then all the fucking Mickey Pounds are going to have to be spent.
1: Yeah, have Disney ever done anything for free? Really? You know? mm, no. There's always a cost, isn't there?
0: Yeah. Uh, what about you, uh, Russ? How are you getting on with your piles? Are they still causing you issues? After last night's food? Um, no, wait, sorry. Uh, progress. I've,
2: I've I've played quite a lot. Um, this month got quite a few crossed off, completed. So I'll just start start from the top. Um, Mafia: Definitive Edition played through that. Just focused on the story, wasn't too bothered about the five million collectibles in it. So basically played through story, really good story. Um, can't really say how much it changed from the original release, because it's been that long since I played that as well, but yeah enjoyed that Um, back back to Grounded because they've they done another content update for it with, with a new boss, so that got us another couple of nights enjoyment on Grounded, before it's just sat in purgatory waiting on, hopefully some more content down the line um, from Grounded we went to Doom Eternal, because I'd started that Years ago, when it first came on to Game Pass, well, maybe a year, I don't know. Whenever it came on Game Pass, I'd started it, uh, played maybe one or two of the missions. Um, so, put that on, and I was, I'll, I'll be honest, I was really close to just sacking it off. Um, I was getting re- re- really, really frustrated with it. I just kept fucking dying. Um, and I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's age catching up with me. Um, I just couldn't fucking keep up. It was far too fast paced. So dropped the difficulty a bit, and then just started progressing slowly. But as as you sort of unlock the skills that you know come with the the campaign play, it gets a lot better. Um, so yeah, f- finished that off. Really, really glad I stuck it out because it was really quite fun in the end. Um. But again, looking at the the achievement list, I was like, nah, fuck that, I'm done. So that's gone. Um, Need for Speed Heat gets a five-minute mention. I tried it, um, and I got fucking really fucked off with the the sort of police chase mechanic where you can get arrested while you're traveling at 100 miles per hour because they nudge you, and it takes away your vehicle health. What the fuck?
0: (laughs) Your vehicle health.
2: Yeah, vehicles got health. If the police ram into you enough, you just get instantly arrested. Um, and the way that it's like progression's kind of locked behind not getting caught. So you go out at night and you do like illegal races and you build up your rep or whatever. But if you get caught, that gets reset. So you lose it. So it's like Ooh. there's the whole risk v reward type thing. Um, and the first time I lost like, I don't know, fucking 7,000 points, whatever the fuck that equates to, I don't even know. Because I didn't. Lose it again because I thought that was bullshit, and I put it off, um, uninstalled, and went on a <laughs> Star Wars Squadrons instead, which I blasted through. Finished campaign, done. Uh, quite good, liked it. Kind of fancy playing it because I've got a, I've got flight stick for the PC, um, and I'm sure it was free on PC or and It's included Game Pass. I don't know, um, but I quite fancy trying it with the flight stick. So, can we maybe convince. I think Gavin's got a flight stick.
1: I do. I have a Hotas one flight stick for the Xbox and PC.
2: So, I could show off. Um, mine's is PC only. Um, yeah, I think that might that might be a good good crack. I did try and play the online side of it, but apparently no one fucking plays it, which is quite quite a shame.
0: We could change I- that. I quite like the idea of the game. I was I keep meaning to pick. it's one of those games that I keep meaning to play and it it kinda gave me Wing Commander feels, which is why I picked it up many moons ago. Um and then I discovered that it was one of those games that is VR compatible. Yeah. So if I, I plug my quest into my PC, I can play it with my VR on and I can't play games for as long if I've got the VR on, but I want to play that game in VR
2: fucking shit on an X-Wing.
0: Yeah, totally. And it's like, you don't have to worry about, it's really confusing because you don't have to worry about like your right stick to look around things like that because you just need to look around. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's trying to get you used to going against everything that you normally know about gaming to play it. So yeah, it's like it, I do like 10, 15 minute shots and then I forget the controls and then I have to go back and I, I think I've played the tutorial about 20 times. <laughs> But never really got it much further. But yeah, it's another one of those ones that I nearly need to sit down with for a, a day at least just to like break through that barrier. Yeah. No, I mean to
2: buy it's not even a, a long game. I think I'd done it over the course of like two nights. Um just purely focusing on the the campaign side and it's it, it's quite good in as much as you get to play it from both sides. So you you do the sort of rebel story as well as the 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 what the fucking Jesus, Ross? What they call the Empire? The
0: Empire. The Empire.
2: Um, but I mean, flying a Tie Fighter isn't near as cool as flying a, a fucking X Wing, is it? Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, well that's uh, it. Like,
2: they are the cool kids. I do just wish it had like a, a an out of cockpit view because I want to see the whole X Wing, not just what's in front of me. But yeah, that's that comes recommended, and I hope we can even even if we can arrange a night where a few of us get on just to just to play it. Um, because, as I said, the the online servers were pretty much dead. Is
1: it crossplay, also or uh, if you could all okay, be th- on the same thing?
0: No, I th- I'm sure it is crossplay. Um, okay. Is it one of those PC with Xbox crossplays, or is it a proper crossplay? i need to look it up properly,
2: um, but I'm sure it was everything, because I seem to recall when it first came out, like playing against PC and PlayStation people. But I could be lying, that could be a totally different game that I'm thinking of, because. Quite a few of them are coming out and doing that now, and it's—I'm all for it. It's great. So, when you say Xbox and PC
1: crossplay, do you mean crossplay that actually works? Yeah, that—that would be the one. I just say most importantly for Sai, do you get to see your own legs in the games? I know that's an
2: important thing for him. Oh no, you're—you're—you're just a camera that's floating in a cockpit, man.
0: Yeah, you don't need to see your legs in like flying games. It's walking games. (laughs) Legs are important. Xbox even realised that and posted about it the other day, didn't they
1: say? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was great. I can love
2: Dave finding that. You know, of
0: all the people that was going to find it, it was Dave.
2: So I mean, it great. just shows you that uh, the, the the people on the Xbox marketing account or whatever, they clearly listen to this podcast. So,
0: aye, aye. so if they want to throw some free games over to... <laughs> that
2: we can't play until next year.
0: They're free. If they throw us free games, they're free. <clears throat> subject, not it? would be this year's excuse. We've got like a a market opportunity with Xbox. We show them our legs; they show us some games. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> done. <laughs> Fucking done. <laughs> Myself, I have. I had a month where I was pretty much going. On I mean, I was I wasn't done. Done, but you carry on. Oh, right, well, you done. <laughs> done. Just done. I'm, I'm just done with you. <laughs>
2: Okay, so what we, else have you
0: got we, then? We, I I I've I've told you I've
2: I've had a great month. We'll just uh, we'll we'll bookend that there. Um Star Wars Squadrons was good. The other game that I've the, the game that I've put most time into this month, um I went back to 2017 um and played the original XCOM. Or not the original XCOM. Is it the original XCOM? I don't know. The but Xbox three sixty XCOM. Ah, um, because uh, I picked up XCOM 2 just before uh, the turn of the new year, and I, I want to play that, but I can't do that without playing the first one first. So yeah, that that took up mm. a good two two three weeks of sort of game time. Re- really fucking enjoyed it. I think it came to a point where I'd, I'd started playing it, and I was like, right, I want my I want my squad. To, to come with me through the whole game, so it was like anytime someone died i'd I'd have to reload the save and try and go and i don't I don't know if like I don't know if any of you guys do, it, but when when I'm playing something like that, if you've got like customizable squads i'll I'll name them after after people that that I know so hundred um, yeah you know, I had the the little midlife gamer crew going, so you know. Dave, Dave Southall, he was there with his his big, massive rod, uh, machine gun, um, a few other sort of chaps, uh from Friday nights, stuff like that. And what what became clear to me is I, I kept getting Dave killed in like increasingly violent ways. I mean, it got to the point that in order to progress the game, I stopped the whole save scumming, and I would just be like, if he dies, he dies. But what I had to do after that was like remake people if they died so yeah I, dave basically became the fucking kenny of my ex playthrough um he pretty much got sent in first to sort of scout the area and he usually died um you know I blew him up with rocket launchers he got blown up by cars fucking alien thing went and face fucked him and turned him into a zombie that kind of shit so you know uh, but no, that was that. Really, quite enjoyed that, and I'm looking forward to to going on and doing XCOM 2, and we'll we'll keep up the the Dave's Dead sort of theme as we go through that. I think. Sorry, Dave.
0: If you can find a way that he gets killed by milk bottles, <laughs>
2: I'll need I'll need to try and record as much of it as possible. Put put together a Dave's Dead montage. But it was all fun. That's pretty much me for 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 progress other than well i mean it's not not progress but we do the the regular gears and beers thing um on a friday although gears has taken an extended period of absence and we just play a lot of other shite among us college a so even some some discord nights where we just sit and dave streams some of his weird and wonderful library and we just Oh, have have a good drink, have a laugh, and regret everything the next morning. And nine times out of ten, we get to see Gav, Gav's head because he falls asleep. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> he's, I, I think he's, he's taken over Neil in terms of he falling asleep the most. So the crown has been passed. Anyway, uh, over to you, Sae. Si. What what you
0: been playing? Well, I've dabbled in. Uh, I've actually dabbled in XCOM too. Um, I picked it up many hey, moons ago because Dave? <laughs> I, Dave, I think Dave was actually in my squads at the time I played XCOM but I did like the whole thing the same as you it's like the midlife gamer crew would go on there and the problem I had with it and this is how my piles get big and I'm sure I've mentioned this previously is if I haven't we're about to again um, I picked up XCOM I fucking loved XCOM. It was amazing. And then Steam done it's thing where it goes, hey, you played XCOM. You might like this one. And you might like this game. And it's the same similar game to XCOM. So I picked it up and picked it up. And then I started playing them and going, right, the reason I liked fucking XCOM was because it was XCOM. All these other games that are in the same genre, that do exactly the same thing, aren't as good as XCOM because they're not XCOM. They're just a pale imitation of it. So yeah, that's how I got a lot of XCOM-y type shite uh, on my pile, which I've binned off and i went into xcom 2 and i've i've just picked it up and played the tutorial and i've not had enough time to get back to it so it's just literally it's not really any spoilers it's just the tutorial and it's like the the big reveal of the commander coming back to life after 20 years but i know once i get into it it's going to be one of those ones where you just want to play that and you look at different ways of doing each mission so that if you do fail, you're going back to it and reanalyzing what you've done. And and I know it's going to be a, a time killer. So we've got that to come as well. I dabbled in Idol Slayer, which is a little 8 bit adventure capitalist RPG endless runner type of deal. I basically picked it up because I kept seeing in my bottom right hand corner of Steam Matthew Moore constantly popping up as playing it. It, there's, there's no story there's nothing to it you literally just collect coins you upgrade your kit, you keep going like a venture capitalist and then you ascend to the heavens which resets everything but gives you a bonus so you can earn more money which you can then upgrade to other aspects and so on and so forth and it's just literally a good little palate cleanser I've ditched nothing this month um, I've played a few evergreens so WWE Supercard um, via BlueStacks, just grinding that in preparation for a new tier incoming over the next few days. Dabbled in Premium Bowling, which is a Quest VR title, which is great for a little pick-up and 10-minute play. Um, it does exactly what it says in the tin. It's VR. It's in a bowling alley. You play 10-pin bowling. Um, and then I had a big completion buzz on the VMF types of games, the interactive movie games. That Dave was fond of last year. Some of them are right. Some of them are fucking shite. The complex that was pretty much an interactive movie. Okay for what it was. Bloodshore, another interactive movie. More. If you think if Love Island and Battle Royale had a bastard love child.
2: Are these all like the sort of choose your own adventure type things?
0: Yeah, I mean it's pretty much. Yeah, it's like like the. You're watching the movie, blah, 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 blah. Do you save Bob or do you save Carol? You've got about five seconds to make your choice. You make a choice, the movie carries on, depending on what choice you've made, and so on and so forth. She Sees Red, really well acted, but really shittily, poorly dubbed. It was just painful. I was literally, I was just clicking on things just to get through it, and because I couldn't stand the dubbing, it's literally so, so bad. It's not even the mouths don't go with the words because that's obviously not going to happen with dubbing. But they didn't even—they've not even put any effects on the dubbing. So if they go into like they go into a fridge, they go into a kitchen and they speak, and it sounds like they're in a recording studio. And then they go into the hallway, and it sounds like they're in the same recording studio uh, because they are. And it's—it's it's just that bad. It's really bad audio. Who pressed mute on Uncle Marcus? which is just the fucking god-awful, poorly-acted pandemic Zoom quiz game. And finally, Old Man's Journey, which is just a story-based puzzler where you move hills up and down to help the old man on his journey. So, like, over the course of seven and a half, eight hours, I managed to knock out five to six games off the pile, which was a good thing for the whole aiming to complete 30 games of any description for the year. I think I'm up to something like 15 or 16 now, and we're not halfway through yet. So I'm in front of schedules, which is exactly what I want to be.
2: I think XCOM 2 is next on my sort of hit list. So, yeah, so take notes and compare. But I mean, X it, what would uh, say? I think Gears Gears Tactics was my sort of gateway drug into XCOM. Cause I played that, and then I, I I liked the sort of gameplay loop in it, and I was like, it's pretty much based on XCOM. So that's what made me go back and then play XCOM. Um more only, only one little gripe with XCOM is playing it on Xbox with a controller. I think I'd much prefer to do it the old keyboard
0: and mouse like I'd done Gears tactics with, but it is what it is. It's one of those games there are certain games for me that have to be played with a mouse. I can't, I mean I've got the elite controller plugged into the PC for a lot of games, but there are some games where I just and I'm trying to pinpoint something with a controller just zooming the fucking mouse cursor around the screen um, or not, or losing it and not being able to find it or something stupid like that, which you don't tend to do with a mouse and keyboard. I
2: wonder, wonder what Jace has been playing. Oh, I think
0: he's
1: been busy in the boom cupboard.
0: Um, so Jace has been playing Rocket League. Um, I think we pretty much know that. Yeah, I'm sure that that's pretty much it. There's been some Rocket League there and some... what's the Spire. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Job done. That's it. Thanks very much. He's got to fuck all left left pile. Since since he's not here, I can I can probably get away with
2: saying uh, I did try slay the spider, um, and I, I I didn't like it. So I can say that without getting around
1: When you say you didn't like it, Ross, come on, tell us what you really think.
2: It was boring. It took it's too slow for me, to be honest. I'm I'm really No, I'm not a big fan of sort of turn based fighty fighty. I prefer real time, stabby stabby.
0: This is your editor speaking. Uh, anyone who's just mentioned the word XCOM 715 times in this episode and then says they don't
2: like term-based fighting is obviously a dickhead. Give it a good three, four hours. Um, but just, nah, couldn't, couldn't get in it.
0: Sorry. Okay, let's move on to some quick, hard and fast questions to get some of them out of the way. Uh, Dave Packer asks, do any of you have surnames that rhyme with a verb? E.g. Jason Strokes. No. Um, no. Well, I suppose Russ Heaves.
1: Well, he probably was this morning, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> fucking or damn it.
0: But other than that, no. Joe Cooper asks, is Russ Abbott still alive? Well, if you don't know Joe, we don't. Russ Abbott was your thing. You're supposed to keep tabs on the man, Joe, and you fucking abandoned him already.
1: I thought the rumour was he was in witness
2: protection. We couldn't talk about it. But Joe or Russ? Both.
0: Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take one.
2: I've got to go back to one of, one of Dave's questions. What game that isn't Rocket Rocket League do you think you've put the most time into over the years? Now, probably got to be something about Mickey Mouse, but carry on, say. Si.
0: No, it's not Mickey Mouse. I'll tell you the game that I've pumped so much time into. No, it's got Football Manager, doesn't it? It is Football Manager. It's, it's, I, it's the one game I really want mm. to play right now because I love playing it. Um, But I also know that if I play it, that's the fucking podcast fucked. Just having a quick... Look I haven't got 23 on Steam. I've got 23 on Game Pass. So that doesn't give me a time of how much I spent. But Steam, I've spent 1,691 and a half hours in Football Manager 2022. Which isn't Ooh, as wow. much as some people, but that's still a lot of fucking time when you've got other games that you should be
1: playing. I've just looked at mine on um, True Achievement and it's fucking shameful to be honest. I've been about, but how long we spent in both those games? The division, the original one, I spent 175 hours on, and I've just looked up Division Two. I've currently spent 402 hours on. Oh,
0: that's uh, that's
2: uh, that's rookie numbers, man. Go on then, go on then. Yeah, if we're talking Xbox or since Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty onwards, like Battlefield Four still. Pops the list at 900 and something hours um, but if I go back way back um, Playstation 2, Socom 2 um, which was my real my first sort of real introduction to online play, after the leaderboard reset the, the hours I had on it clocked 1600 and I'd played it for over two years before that leaderboard was reset as well so it's probably, at a, a minimum, 2,000 hours. I, I was at school. Well, not playing it at school, but it used to be the case that I'd finish school, go straight on PlayStation, put up SOCOM, then I'd sit on it until I went to bed, pretty much. Mum used to come in and leave me food that I'd kind of devour and then just, like, like prison food, just send it back through the door.
0: I think that was there's the benefit of being young. You don't appreciate it when you were younger, that like you could just do that. You come home from school and just... The time between finishing school and going to bed into a game. Not, not to get, not to get sidetracked, but I, it's so come too. I've
2: got to thank for basically finding midlife gamer. Although I was definitely not midlife when I when I found that. Um, I was just I was just a wee boy. It was Stevie B and uh he he was in a group group of guys. Robo the Robotech Community Club. So I started playing a lot of games with them, and they've went off and done sort of. Couple of them, I've got like their own websites and stuff out there. Um, I got speaking to Stevie, and then that led to me coming down to Birmingham one year and met everybody. And yeah, the rest kind of history. And I managed to get through that
0: without seeing Stevie groomed me. So there we go. Speaking of grooming, I wonder how uh, Jace is getting on. Did the data go well, mate? Let's go with another one. Let's ask one of Julie's questions while we're here. What do you boys do when you get in a gaming funk? Don't think I can say that out loud, can I? <laughs> other than that, <laughs> nah,
2: nah, To be to be fair, I, I if I do find myself not not uh, playing games, I'll just pig out and watch a load of shit on Netflix or on other streaming service. Uh, I, I do go through phases of that where I'll just sit and binge it, and then eventually that that the gaming comes back.
1: Same for me, mate. I, I like being to binge watch a series now and again, and. Uh... Uh, if we get a series that sort of grabs you and uh, makes you want to sort of, you know, stay up till two, or three o'clock just binge watching episodes, then usually uh, get tired of that and uh, gravitate back to gaming.
0: I say, don't say I binge watch programs, but I do. I've got the Marvel Universe that I'm still trying to get through. So, what have we missed this month? Uh, Ross, you've been delving into the data banks and seeing everything that has come before this recording so what have we missed
2: going i guess going to the start of the month we've missed red Fail, um or Redfall fall as it's commonly known i think it's commonly known as red Fail these days
0: yeah <laughs> bag of dicks um, yeah that's uh, a bullet missed i think
2: yeah i mean i i don't think uh well I, i've said in past shows i wasn't uh, exactly hyped for it anyway, so I wasn't particularly surprised. Um, some some Zelda game or something came out. Don't know.
0: Does anyone play that? You'd think they would have advertised that, wouldn't you? I,
2: I heard, I heard somewhere it was a ten out of ten, but yeah, nah. To, to be honest, uh, I played the other one. What what's this thing called? that fuck knows. Not Breath of the Wild. Um, that was the first one, so I played that on my Switch when I had it, and I, I couldn't get in it. Um, I'm not saying it's a crap game, just one of those games that's not for me.
0: I've never played a Zelda game. I have got Breath of the Wild on the shelf here, but I've never played a Zelda game, and don't really feel any urge to go and pick that little card up and stick it in the Switch either.
1: What I played was Ocarina of
0: Time.
2: Uh, what else did we have? Uh, another bag of complete shit, apparently, was uh, Lord of the Rings Gollum. No. A movie tie-in being straight. Is it a movie tie-in?
1: It's not a movie tie-in. There was never a f- film about Gollum, was there?
2: I mean, I think it's set, it, It's meant to take place between Hobbit and... What's it called? Fellowship. Yeah, that sort of bit in between, um, where he's he's... Got slightly more hair than you've seen him in the the movies, but yeah, that's that's came out and it's it's not going well for it, I don't think.
0: Slightly more hair and problems with his ring. Sounds like you, Ross.
2: Oh uh, yeah, so uh, I mean I'm not saying I'm missing out. Uh, the only other one uh, was it Lego 2K cars, something. That be decent. I like Lego. I like cars, but not enough. 2K drive. Jesus Christ. That's maybe something I'd pick up down the line, um, but certainly not Not crying that I'm missing it.
0: Not looking into what it is or seeing anything about it, is that not just making a full game out of what they did with Horizon a few years ago?
2: Maybe more building of the cars. Uh, I, I used to have a, a Lego game on the... Was it Lego Racers? Back on the PlayStation 1, uh, where you, you kind of had free rent to build a car out of it like, a bag of bricks, and I've not really got a creative bone in my body, so I can picture something really intricate and you know, re- really nice looking, and then when it comes to, to building it, it's just like fucking square blocks. As
0: long as it runs and it wins the race, that would be me
1: happy. Well, the Lego Forza was really good. I enjoyed that. I've just been disappointed that they haven't done another one. They've gone like, with a rally season on the last Forza. I
0: did the, the big pre-order bundle of that Forza that had... It was the British one, wasn't it, that had the Lego? Yeah. Yeah, Forza 4. For, for, for. yeah, yeah, I bought the big pre-order of that because my boy was really into Forza. And I thought, well, fuck it, he can play on my account yeah. and he'll get all the coins and that for me to go and buy shit. But then he had his own account, which fucked that idea up. Yeah, well, that's what I'm just thinking. If I do find myself looking at that 2K driver and thinking, oh, I quite want to do that. I've got the Forza version that I can jump into. Uh, scratch that itch, I think if
2: I need to. I think that, that that's pretty much the the biggest
0: releases. Um, I know there was some
2: free to play thing came out. Was it Warlander? Um, I think Dave Dave's been hyping that up on Midlife Gamer as a sort of cross between chival- chivalry and I can't remember what he said. Gav Gav, you help me. out.
1: I mean, as soon as he said sh- chivalry,
2: I stopped listening, mate. <laughs> to be honest, I fucking hate that game. Dave Dave spoke highly of it something maybe worth looking at at some point. Don't know where we fit with free free games, but I've got enough on my plate right now than getting sucked into some free-to-play thing that's probably got to take hours to fucking finish. Yeah,
0: a free game is nice, but it's not helping us reduce the pile in any shape or form. He says after just admitting to like, downloading Idle Slayer, which was a free game that sucks time and doesn't have any fucking end. <laughs> end to it at all. It's got 586 fucking achievements on it, but other than that, there's not a lot to do on it. Right, let's get on with another few questions because we have tons of them. Dave again asks if we worked in the games industry what would our role be? So Gav what would your role be in the games industry?
1: I'd like to do something like to do with like story development and uh, games need a good story. Some of my favourite games have got really good storylines to them
2: so I think I'd like to do something like that. Yeah, I thought you were going to go for something like uh, you know IP lawyer or something. Oh fuck that sounds boring-ish <laughs> shit mate. What about you, Ross? I'd, I'd just be in the back end. Some, wait a minute. Let's say that. That's that's the wrong question. Uh, no, I'd, I'd probably just work in the background somewhere. Got um, you
1: know, the back end.
2: IT infrastructure. You know, stick to what I'm good at. Well, I say good at. It's what I get paid for normally. So, uh, if it is something that I can't do, I'd like to. If I had the talent, um, I'd quite like to be in the sort of design team. Um, you know, coming up with character models and villain bad guys monsters that type
0: of shit but yeah i mean i can't draw so yeah (laughs) what would you say i have the same problem as you it's like i like to be in like the development side of it but i can't draw for shit so i'd kind of like to be the like the spitballing ideas and coming out with the new ips the new ideas of things that hasn't been done before and then let everyone else do the work to actually get it to come to life basically start a company and just hire lots of people yeah make my game Bob Saxon asks, what are our views on the future of PSVR 2? Nice, but not at that price.
2: You've got a bit of grand buy haven't you? The time you factor in a PS... PS2? Not a PS2. PS5 and a VR headset. I mean, the tech is really, really impressive. Um, I'm interested to see where where they can take it. Um, no, they've done the... the PlayStation Sony showcase uh, last week uh, they showed off Resident Evil and uh, Resident Evil 4 in VR that that looked incredible but um we've spoke before I don't do Resident Evil or horror in VR I think think this is the kind of generation for the tech it's starting to you know get get a foothold in there my sort of preference I think would be see what Meta come out with next
0: well I think Meta might have just got the edge for it for me cuz the VR VS- the, P- yeah, the PSVR 2 isn't wireless again, is it? Whereas Meta is completely wireless. You can go wired if you want to plug it into your PC, obviously. But for the freedom of moving around, yeah, I think Meta just edges it because of that. Julie asks, if you wasn't doing the Year of Shame podcast, what podcast would you love to do, stroke host?
2: probably do something along the the comic slash movie side of things um it'd actually probably be a a good way to get me back into reading some of the comics that i've stockpiled over the years and borrowed from people so it'd be nice nice to have a reason
0: to actually read some some books yeah what about you is there any podcast that you would love to do um i I quite like the,
1: the sort of conversational podcasts you know there's sort of uh, two people two or three people having a conversation and uh, on all sorts of genres really it's uh something that I find i find quite interesting obviously it depends on who's on there and uh, on what they're talking about but yeah.
2: No, not a beer brewing podcast no.
1: <laughs> no. beer drinking podcast potentially <laughs> yeah i mean i could I could do something like that i've got I've got friends that do one uh, I've got one friend that's got quite a um popular one at the moment
0: but yeah Possibly. Uh, for me, um, you might actually see what I would prefer to do elsewhere um, shortly. Um, it should be released now the time we listen to this podcast. Um, I've actually got another podcast in the running with some euro shame alumni, uh, Stu Whitehouse and Cath McCauley. And we've brought over Kath's brother Rob as well uh, for a four-man team. Uh, the podcast is called Album Armageddon. And basically we are taking two albums from a single artist, matching up their tracks and discussing those tracks, voting on which track is the best, and then creating super albums from winning tracks. So if you love the sound of my voice, then give that one a listen. And if you don't like the sound of my voice, don't worry, there's three other people you can listen to. So still head over and over there and download that one as well.
2: Yeah, I I definitely prefer listening to Stu's voice, to be honest.
0: (laughs) So do I. If your music taste is shit, I won't listen long. But you know. let's <laughs> put this way our music taste is pretty eclectic uh, with what we've picked for like artists for the first few episodes. So it's like, and it's changing by the week, depending on people dying and not dying. So is that Tina Turner making an appearance then? No, nah, Ralph Harris.
2: Damn it. We nearly got through a full fucking show without mentioning a pedo.
1: And there's me worried
0: it was going to be all Disney albums. <laughs> We did actually consider it, but no, we were. We decided not to do the Disney albums. So, leading out from that, what have we got coming up this month? So this month, we've got
1: Street Fighter 6 coming out on basically everything on June 2nd. We've got Diablo 4 coming out on June 6th. Amnesia, the bunker, coming out on I Forget. Layers of Fears coming out on June 15th. Alien Dark Descent coming out on June 20th. AEW Fight Forever on June 29th. And for me, the thing that I sort of look forward to most in that list, there's got to be Street Fighter VI. That looks awesome. It's everywhere you look at all the social media channels and you know, YouTube, adverts and everything, that does look pretty good. I know Dave Southall's played it on um, the beta test and he's, he was raving about it.
0: I don't keep up to date with the Street Fighters. Has that been reset? And then Because there's been more than fucking six of those.
2: No, I think the problem with Street Fighter is every time they bring one out, they bring out 50 different fucking versions of it. Take Street Fighter 4, for example. Um, There's Street Fighter 4, there's Street Fighter 4 Arcade, there's Super Street Fighter 4, Super Duper Upper upper, upper, Ultra Street Fighter 4. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it made it interesting when we we all picked it up to play on one of the the Friday nights. It was like, what, every every time someone speaks about playing Street Fighter 4, I have to dig out the link to send and go, it's this one. You need to buy this one. and It's just a mess. Surely you forgot the turbo, super turbo edition.
0: Fucking super
2: turbo, ultra gangrene edition. I don't fucking know.
0: It's not like a Mortal Kombat 1
2: type scenario then. I mean, has Street Fighter even got a story? I don't know. I just put it on and mash buttons until I lose. Well, the
1: Street Fighter film barely had a story, so I think it's a high expectation the game would have one.
2: Did you see? uh, I think it's legendary pictures have picked up uh, the film and TV rights to Street Fighter. So you might be getting another movie at some point. Woohoo, can't wait. I mean, it can't can't be any worse than the the previous one.
1: I mean, there's some redeeming features, can't even know in it, so I mean, it's not all bad.
0: I think the only one that really stands out on that list for me is Diablo 4. That would definitely be a FOMO thing. Saying that, I haven't got time to play a game fucking fifty-seven thousand times just so I can get some better loot. So I think that one would be a miss for me. I think Diablo Four could be my my Joker,
2: but I don't know. Yeah, I think the the last one on the list. Um, I, I put in specifically for you, Sai, We all know that you love your your um, greasy, oiled
0: men. So I don't even know what EEW is. I think from what I'm seeing on social medias, they're being very coy of what screens they're showing. It seems that some of the models are fucking awful, (laughs) which is starting to come to light. Yeah, I'm not scratching that itch at all at the moment.
2: I I think I'll struggle with Diablo. The the only thing I'm really weighing up is, like, I mean, if I was to get Diablo just now, um, there's still six months left of the year. The only other game I think that'll kind of make me me wave, wave or be Starfield. The way that's going, that's got to come out with like fucking 30 days left of the fucking challenge. So what's 30 <laughs> days? I might as well get some enjoyment out of it.
0: The game that's actually making me wonder if it will make me wobble is, and it shouldn't be, is the new FIFA that's not FIFA. Yeah, it's more to do with the fact of what are they going to do with it? It's going to be the exact same, but instead of saying FIFA, it's just going to be <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was wondering, if that's what it's going to be. And it's like, I didn't do FIFA 23, uh, but my boy did. and But it looked like much of a muchness, to be fair. It looks just like a, as all FIFAs have done, it's just a a carriage for FIFA Ultimate Team.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: give us money.
1: I think as well, they've made it more difficult just to play online with a mate. There needs to be another alternative out there just to have sort of a, a kickabout online with some mates and uh, have some fun doing it. Yeah, definitely. Sensible soccer
0: for the fucking win. Right, let's lead on to our final few questions for the month. Bob Saxon asks, what's the best 8-bit arcade game and why is it Pac-Man? It's fucking not, is it? It's
2: not I mean, if I, if I was playing, I'd, I'd have to go Space Invaders. Just pure nostalgia. No,
1: not wish to get technical boss, but Space Invaders isn't technically an 8-bit game, is it? It's, unless you, unless you paid it on the Atari 7800, which was an 8-bit console.
0: i am got to say Space Invaders anyway. I'm going to go with something I used to pump 10p out of 10p into uh, my local fish and chip shop. Ya
1: Kung Fu. I'm going to go with a game that's not really an 8-bit game, but was available on an 8-bit console, and that's Combat.
2: Oh, but, but, but my choice of Space Invaders isn't valid. <laughs> fuck, fuck you, Gavin. <laughs> Combat was available
1: and worked on the Atari 7800, and it is an awesome, awesome game. The level of, sort of subterfuge and bastardry you can get up to in that game is
0: unbelievable. And our final question of the month uh, is from Julie again. And what was the first game you personally bought with your own hard cash?
1: I think I'm taking that as not like bought with like pocket money or anything like that because so I can remember going to like local sort of computer game shop and buying sort of games for the Atari 800 on cassette with pocket money. But the first game I bought my, with my own money, for like my first job, I bought an N64 that came with GoldenEye and I'd started the job just before Christmas. And uh, that, that was the first one I remember buying with my own money that i made myself.
0: The pocket money one that I'm out of, because like, the C64 you used to have the game set at like two quid. Like I said, that was pocket money. Get your two quid, down the shop, pick up a new game for the C64, rush home, to wait 15 minutes for it to load. Happy days. Birthday Christmas money, I would say probably the original Super Mario Kart on the SNES. That I actually bought with my own hard-earned job money. Probably... The Final Fantasy 7 on the PlayStation 1. What about you, Russ? I rack
2: my brain here. Cause I know, like, birthday money wise, it would have been something on the Mega Drive. Oh, I can't remember, it's too long ago. Uh, my first sort of job, sort of job, I had, a, I had the paper round. Um, I was sort of 11, 12, and. I remember because it was really shit money. I got four four whole pounds a week for delivering. It was like one of these weekly papers. So it took me about 10 fucking weeks. And I saved up to go and buy DSX, The Invisible War, on the original Xbox. And I only really remember that because I played it solid for a week and got to the final cutscene And the game hard crashed, so we took it back, took it back to Tesco, switched it back, came home, and it crashed again. So we took it back, and I got my money back. And I've never seen the end of that game.
0: And I can't remember what I'd done with the money after the fact, so, yeah. So that only leads the normal domestics. You know where we are, you are listening to the show, so you know where we are. Uh, Why not tell a friend? Tell two friends. Tell two friends, eh? Especially ones that are in broom cupboards. They always like to know. Um, You can find us on Spotify if you don't listen there. We also have a Facebook group. Just search for Year of Shame and you'll find us on YouTubes. You can listen to the show on the uh, Tube of You, and that's at MLGYOS. You can find us on Discord, link in the Midlife Gamer group. And you can email us um, at yearofshame at gmail.com and we might actually open it up and have a look to see if there's any there next month. Well, yeah, we won't. Because not one of us has access to that Gmail account. But Well, okay then. Don't bother emailing us. We're not going to read <laughs> it.
2: I'm sure Stu can pick it up. He's the, the holder of the keys to the Year of Shame Empire.
0: All it needs to do is to say bye and off we fuck and Jace will perform his magic. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is the end. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you didn't, tough titties.